Welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The theme is how to buy a home or sell a home in a changing real estate market. Hi, my name is Pete Sabine and I'm here with my team partner, Leslie Whitney. We are real estate professionals with Compass and the five-star real estate team here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We want to share with you our real estate expertise to give you a competitive edge and provide insight with useful information so you can make an informed decision for your next home purchase. Leslie and I break down the most important aspects of real estate. Future podcasts will reveal how to navigate as a home buyer or seller. Let's begin our podcast. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. Today's topic is the benefits of staging your home. Preparing your home for sale can make the difference between a quick sale at full price and a home that sits unsold for months with several price reductions. Creating emotional appeal for a home can be as simple as painting, rearranging furniture, or clearing the countertops. In some cases, it requires making repairs, completing a renovation project, or professional staging. So Pete, in, in our area, most homes are staged and it, 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 always has, it always makes homes look quite nice and I often have buyers comment on the staging. Um, and so I know firsthand what a difference it makes. Um, what are the first steps involved with preparing a home for sale? Well, you need objective and honest feedback from someone who is experienced with transforming homes for market appeal. And so step one is a walkthrough assessment and a staging consultation. Step two is the evaluation of the property condition. Step three is a plan that has specific recommendations for updating and repairs. And then step four is a list of resources to complete the project, including access to a full team of inspectors, designers, decorators, tradespeople, and professional services to improve your home's value and market appeal. What are some typical areas that might need attention both inside and outside a home? Well, in most cases it involves painting. Sometimes it's just the interior, but in many cases it's both the interior and exterior. Cleaning, nobody wants to move into a dirty home. Um, so cleaning is very important. Repairing, and the repairs come from the list of recommendations from inspection reports that we obtained. Decorating and staging, and that can include staging the exterior as well as the interior. And then landscaping, there's something called curb appeal. And that typically means the impression that you get when you roll up in front of a home for sale from the curb to the front door, what's your first impression of the house? And that often involves landscaping. What about vacant homes? Well, if your home is vacant, there's a lack of emotional appeal that makes it difficult for buyers to imagine living in it. You walk into the home, it's vacant inside, it echoes, you know, it just has a very cold feeling. You have to have a lot of imagination when you walk into a vacant home to feel how you could live in this home. So staging the house with furniture and decor will give a buyer a sense of space and how it can be used. And you want the buyer to feel at home when they tour the house. What about occupied homes? Homes where the seller might still be living in the home. Can those be staged? Absolutely. Now, that can be a little more um, complex because they're living in the home while the home is offered for sale and while it's staged. So what we run into quite often are 
homes that have decor or remodeling that are too, it's too personalized. That's too much of the owner's specific taste involved. Um, we recommend taking down personal decor so that buyers can have an easier time imagining themselves living there. You might think that that dark paint and fixtures in the master bathroom is incredible, but that does not mean that most buyers will agree with you. So if your home improvements or the decor are too personalized, most buyers will not get past your unique style and choices for your fixtures and finishes. Also, less is more. If you have too much furniture, it will make the house feel smaller than it is. So what is the primary goal of staging a home for sale? Well, you know, there are some important nuances for preparing a home for sale for in-person showings. There are many factors such as the ambient light, neutral colors, sounds and odors that subtly affect the buyer's impression of the, of the home, and presentation is everything when you're marketing your home for sale. So the primary goal is to use design as a strategic tool to enhance a home's best features and encourage potential buyers to see the home in its best possible light. And that leads to a faster sale at a higher price point, and it creates a strong return on our client's most valuable investment. This allows our clients to prosper in their next endeavors and achieve their future dreams and goals. Let's talk about the strategy of staging a home. It's about the buyers and not your personal taste, right? Yeah, that's right. Our goal in home staging is to strategically ensure the most efficient, lucrative sale of your home possible by using basic design principles to focus buyers on the best features of the home. This process becomes more like merchandising and advertising a product rather than decorating a home for a client. Our focus is on what buyers are looking for and which design will inspire buyers to see a home that certain way, not necessarily what our clients' personal tastes are. So because of this, we do not ask about our clients' personal tastes, but rather work toward what home buyers will respond to so our clients can achieve their goal of a, su of a successful sale. If you prefer to have your home designed to your own specifications, we can refer you to an interior designer or furniture rental company whose process is set up for that purpose. Can a home ever be overstaged? Yes. And so have you ever noticed that when you walk into a home that's been overstaged that the house looks too done? Yeah. So usually an overstaged home there's no space left to move into. There's not a room for another pillow, let alone another human being. There's just too much. We believe the best way to enhance a room is to leave a little to the imagination. Space for a person to enter it, to become a part of it, to dream of what they might do with it. The strategic empty space is just as important as the items that are put in the house. And that's what establishes the personal connection between a buyer and a home that inspires the best offers. We don't want the buyers to be so preoccupied with looking at things that we deny them the opportunity to visualize what they might do with the space once they own it. And that moment of visualization is the key to establishing an emotional connection. And that emotional connection is the key to the best possible offer. So once a buyer envisions their favorite furniture piece in the home, that home becomes the one. And once a home becomes the one, the seller receives the best offer. 
So neutral colors and style keep the focus on your home, not the staging. How is that achieved? Using decorative objects which are content neutral. We don't want buyers walking into a space and spending their time looking at an art piece while their backs are turned to the primary focus, which is a remodeled kitchen or a panoramic view. Their focus should be directed toward the space itself and the architectural features of the home. Keeping buyers focused on what they are buying is the goal. Neutral colors and styles allow us to achieve this. How do you help buyers understand your marketing message with staging? Well, the spaces must be visually digestible, which means instantly and easily understood with the right colors, the right scale, and the right placement of furnishings and decor. And that allows the buyer to feel good when viewing a home. This is especially important when considering how a space will be photographed. Nearly all of the potential buyers will preview the home online before deciding to visit it in person and they will look at many photos very quickly. It's really important that they understand what they're seeing in the photos and get a sense of what your home has to offer. What is the difference between a realtor who stages their own listings and a realtor that hires a professional stager? Well, every stager is different and we feel that each realtor and homeowner should work with the staging company and their process that is best, that's a best match for them. What are some ways that set you apart when staging homes for your clients? Well, it's not just about the pretty. We understand staging is a marketing tool, not just decorating. Our job is to make our clients more money on the sale of their homes. We use basic design principles to draw buyers' attention toward the architectural features we want them to see, such as views, countertops, floorings, fixtures, while minimizing anything we don't want them to focus on such as awkward floor plans, dated surfaces, or small dark spaces. Statistics tell us buyers are looking for light, bright, and open homes. And we help your home actualize its full potential in these areas. So for instance, we will often use strategic furniture placement to help rooms feel more open, light reflective materials to capture light in dark rooms, and perhaps repeat the accent color of your best feature such as the kitchen backsplash, throughout the staging decor to highlight your best asset, just like matching a sweater to the color of your eyes. <laughs> we carefully... What color are your eyes? <laughs> Black. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> we carefully weigh how buyers will perceive your home as they tour it, prioritizing what we want them to see and building momentum to create an emotional connection that compels them to make their best offer. So in short, our staging keeps buyers focused on your home's best features. We want buyers to leave your home saying, what a great house, not what a great staging job. <laughs> so it's kind of like remodeling a home. You ever noticed when you walk into a, a poorly executed remodel where they've added onto the house and it wasn't architecturally planned with any thought and you can feel, you know, instantly that an amateur did the remodeling and the addition to the home. Whereas a remodel that's been really well executed, you walk in and it just feels like it was built that way from day one. Right. It that, shouldn't be a distraction. Right. And really... so staging should feel natural. It mm -hmm. should feel organic. It shouldn't be forced. It shouldn't be contrived. Right. And so that's the goal. So additionally, when we make recommendations about home improvements, 
everything goes through the proverbial return on investment filter. If we don't feel it'll make you money, we don't recommend it. Well, the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, really applies here. Buyers will make a judgment call online before ever visiting a home for sale, right? Yeah, that's the way it is now. I mean, it's kind of good and bad for a seller. Uh, a buyer might form a judgment call on your home without even giving it a fair chance. So if it doesn't present itself well online with professional photography, professional video, and the anchor of the staging, the decor, the landscaping, all of that, if that isn't completely dialed in and compelling, you might not have a buyer even want to visit your home. So we keep photography in mind on all projects with staging of the goal being to create a relaxing yet dramatic space that jumps off the screen. How important is it to know your audience, the audience for a possible purchase of the home? Well, we work with our stager to understand and complement our marketing strategy. We target specific markets, strategizing and considering potential buyers and how they will relate to architectural features such as a floor plan and neighborhood trends. So for instance, a four bedroom home in a neighborhood known for great schools may best be served when shown as a family friendly staging. While a three story townhouse residence above a trendy shopping area may be best served when shown as a sophisticated live to workspace with an atmosphere for entertaining. So the presentation should match the target buyer profile. And none of this works without the homeowner's approval and cooperation. How do you coach your clients to reach their goals with the presentation of their home for sale? Well, we believe in what we do, but we also stand, understand that our job is to act as a consultant, giving our clients the information they need to make the best decision for them. So we offer a no pressure process. We believe that a friendly, approachable attitude is the best way to help our clients reach their goals. And we work hard to structure our process in a way that respects our clients during this often personal and stressful process. And what are the benefits of hiring a stager with their own inventory and support staff? That's a great question. The stager that owns their own inventory, has a warehouse full of furniture, their own delivery trucks, and their own team of full-time employees. And this allows a stager to have maximum control over your project, which is vitally important. And that includes delivery times, inventory choices, and a team that works together daily. It also allows the stager to control pricing without a third-party furniture rental in most cases, and keeping pricing fair and competitive. We believe all of this equates to a better final product for our clients. Now we have used stagers that don't have their own inventory. And what we've discovered is that there are only a few sources for furniture rental. And it's heavily impacted, especially in the busy selling season, where there are a lot of self-staging uh, staging decorators that are pulling all from the same source. And many times it impacts their ability to complete the job in a timely manner. And what about the homeowner's liability exposure? Something goes wrong, such as a personal injury or property damage and theft. Right. That's super important. It's often overlooked and it's rarely discussed. It's vitally important that you make sure you know that you're completely covered and insured. And if you're not, you need to understand what your exposure is. 
So we advise that our clients only hire a stager who is fully insured for liability coverage, workman's compensation insurance, and they're bonded. The homeowner is responsible for losses from theft. Therefore, you have to make sure the homeowner has proper insurance coverage for either an occupied or vacant home. What is the process to have a staging plan and proposal? So all occupied homes begin with a preview staging appointment. The stager will re well the stager will preview your home and take photos to develop a staging plan with your realtor. You will receive this plan in a recommendation report and proposal, and the proposal has the related cost, and that typically comes within two to three business days after the preview visit. Most stagers charge a consultation fee for this package, which can be credited towards your staging installation if you hire the stager to end up staging your home. If, your home to be, if the home to be staged is vacant, you may not need a recommendations list. You might only need a proposal and a cost estimate for staging. Usually the consultation fee only applies when recommendations are given. And so I also wanted to mention that sometimes depending on the stager and depending on what service they offer, I mean, some stagers will go as far as to recommend paint colors, um, window covering solutions, and some stagers don't. So it really depends on who you work with. Um, but generally, the consultation fee is free with the staging installation, right? Yeah, in our experience, most stagers will waive the uh, consultation fee if you end up hiring them to do the job. So the recommendations often consist of listing items to pack and remove, and sometimes improvements such as painting, flooring, and fixtures, depending on your goals for the sale and your realtor's marketing strategy. Usually, the homeowner will hire a packer or moving company and a contractor to perform these recommendations prior to the staging installation date. It's up to you to decide which recommendations to move forward with. The purpose of the proposal is to provide you with the information, and that enables you to make the right decisions for your goals and budget. The big question listeners and a home seller might have is, what does it cost to stage a home? Well, usually the cost varies, and it varies with the scope of the project, the size of the home, the number of rooms and areas to stage, whether it includes outdoor staging. All of these are variables that will affect the cost. And it's not always necessary to stage every room in the house. If, you're in a, if you have a tight budget, um, oftentimes we'll just stage what we call the public areas. So the public areas include the kitchen, the living room, the dining room, a family room if there is one, and we'll leave the bedrooms vacant or we might just do the master bedroom. And sometimes homes have very small bedrooms, and in many cases it's better to leave those rooms vacant than to try to fill small rooms with furniture. So that's a variable as well. So as an example, for a vacant four-bedroom home, the cost averages somewhere between $1,000 to $1,500 a month. Most stagers or furniture rental companies require a two-month minimum contract or lease agreement. How do you prepare for the installation day of the staging? So after reviewing the staging report and proposal, then you decide which recommendations to move forward with and work with your realtor to develop a plan of action. 
and usually the recommendations of packing, cleaning, painting, and handyman work are completed prior to the staging installation. And keep in mind, the best stagers are in high demand. Their availability to complete a new installation can be impacted by a hot real estate market and the prime selling season. So we recommend that you book the staging installation date as soon as possible to make sure your home is ready for sale to match your timing strategy. Let's talk about the day of installation. What, what can be expected? So on the installation day, the stager must have full access to the property all day. Most of the staging installation takes place off-site in a warehouse as the stager selects items to load on the trucks. And because of this, stagers are not able to pinpoint exact arrival times on delivery days. Logistics change constantly, and the priority is using the right items, not grabbing the fastest items. So if they try to rush to meet a promised arrival time, the quality may suffer. When they have access to the home all day, they can spend time needed to pull the best items before going to the home. And for safety reasons, the staging crew should be the only crew working on site for those reasons. And it's really best for all involved, including the client, if other work and cleaning crews be scheduled on different days. And you want to make sure that floors and pathways are dry and clear of debris and items as the stagers carry in the furniture and, and bring in items with uh, plastic storage bins. Most clients choose to leave the house for the day, which is a good idea, because the staging process can be pretty chaotic. We recommend that you are not present during the installation so that the stager can focus on the job at hand and not have any distractions in making their uh, decisions. It's important to remember that the goal is to create a room that guides buyers. The individual pieces are tools to achieve that. Even though you may not love a specific chair, it's an ingredient in a larger recipe. Let's discuss the completed staging project. Okay, so once completed, the staging will often look different than the way you live in your home. And it might look different than you expect. You know, staging is not meant to represent real life per se, but rather to give buyers a blank canvas to mentally move into. With furniture simply acting as placeholders to help them visualize their own furniture. Additionally, staging items are props, which are not meant to be lived on. And so you might consider planning for this by leaving your own linens and accessories in the house as well as other necessities. So for occupied homes, a stager will often try to use as many of your own items as possible for your convenience. Some of the best stagers will leave a flyer with helpful hints to make living with staging as convenient as possible. Oh, I remember when I sold my home, uh, we were living in it and it was staged and I had three kids and it was interesting. Uh, you know, obviously the big concern is be careful with the furniture and it's really sort of a hands-off living that you have to deal with as a homeowner. But it can be challenging. And then what happens if you have pets? Yeah. Right? So that needs to be run by the stager because not all stagers are up for exposing their inventory to wear and tear. Right. Pets and, and kids. And if they do it, sometimes they charge a premium. Really, the best way if you can pull this off is to, once the staging is done, you go on vacation for two weeks. 
take the right. kids, take the pets, and just leave town. And it really is better for many reasons because then you don't have to worry about things getting damaged or broken and having the house picking up after the kids and not looking perfect after going through this whole process of getting this far. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if it works for you, go away for two weeks. Come back. Let the realtor have free access to show the property. It'll look its best. And then the goal is, is to have a great offer waiting for you by the time you're ready to come home. And then you, you don't have to worry as much. Yeah, that would be the ideal. Once the client or the seller has accepted has an accepted purchase offer, when should the staging be removed? Well, most realtors recommend leaving the items in the home until the contract contingencies are removed by the buyer just before escrow closes. You should allow at least one week's advance notice to schedule the staging removal. You want to be careful of um, trying to save a few bucks on your rental contract or your staging contract by having it removed as soon as you have an accepted offer. But what happens if the sale doesn't close? If it falls apart and you have to go back on the market, the last thing you want to do is pay extra to have the home staged a second time. Right, because it's the installation of the staging that's the big cost. And then the monthly cost thereafter is oftentimes significantly less than the first installation month. Um, what if your client wants to stage, but they have limited financial resources? Do you have any options? You talked about that a little bit with the not staging the entire house is one option. Yes, or not staging at all is another option. <laughs> but in case you want to stage and you don't have the money to do it, we do have an option for that. And we're fortunate in that our company, Compass, offers what's called a concierge program. And it's a great opportunity. It's a home improvement loan offered through our company. They've made special arrangements with the bank to provide this financing. And you can easily access the funds that you need, select your vendors and your services flexibly. You can easily access funds, select vendors and services flexibly, and pay vendors directly with concierge capital funds instead of spending your own money. You can update the house, you can make repairs, you can do the staging, and all of this will help it sell for the highest possible sales price. So to make this possible, Compass has partnered with Notable, which is an independent lender, and they provide a no upfront cost, 0% loan to qualifying applicants. You can borrow up to $30,000 throughout the country, and in high-cost markets like the San Francisco Bay Area, you can borrow up to $75,000. That's a great service that we have for our um, as a possibility for our clients. It's, um, it's, a, it's really helped out lots of um, sellers we've worked with. What's the process to obtain the home improvement loan? Well, so step one is the pre-application. And so we help you form what's called a home improvement plan. And then we provide you with the list of tradespeople and professional services as a resource to get the cost estimates and a budget. So that is the first step is getting the plan and the budget together. Step two is the actual application for the concierge capital home loan. You basically take five minutes to complete the application through Notable, which is the bank. The eligible applicants will be pre-approved, usually within two to three days, sometimes the same day, and have the choice of receiving funds via direct deposit to your bank account or on a debit card. And once you're pre-approved with your good credit, 
the concierge capital funds are dispersed to you to spend as needed to complete the project. Step three is to complete the project, and we assist you to select the vendors needed to complete the work. The concierge capital funds enable you to pay vendors as the work is completed. Step four is when the concierge capital loan is paid from the sale proceeds at close of escrow. So remember, there's no interest charged to you for the concierge capital loan. Now your home must qualify as well under the concierge guidelines. It can only be residential uh, properties, no commercial. The list price needs to be less than $3 million. The project budget cannot exceed 5% of the list price. So as an example, if the list price is 500000 the project uh, cannot exceed 25000 The amount of the loan can't exceed 25000 I should say. Uh, you must have sufficient equity to cover the loan prepayment cost, or repayment cost, I should say. The home must be listed for sale within 90 days of approval of the loan, and the home must be sold or the loan must be paid off within one year. Yes, we've used this quite a bit, the Compass Concierge, and it's been, um, our clients have been very happy with it. It's, it's pretty seamless. It's a wonderful option for many. Can a realtor pay for the staging and these home improvement costs? Yes, and in a competitive seller's market, like we're currently in in the San Francisco area, there's a limited supply of homes to list, and many realtors, to be competitive, will offer to cover some or all of the cost as a reduction in the brokerage commission. A seasoned real estate professional makes all the difference in selling your home at the highest possible price within a reasonable time. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. This is Leslie Whitney. I'm with Pete Sabine. We are the five-star real estate team, and we know how to set the stage for your success. Call us to win with us at 925-297-5335. Discover more real estate pro tips. Find our podcast at fivestarrealestateteam.podbean.com. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies, and we encourage you to share our podcast with anyone you know who is looking to buy or sell a home. Be sure to like and subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to ring the bell next to the subscribe button so you won't miss a single episode. Thank you to our producer, Sam Lubman, with Painless Podcasts for making this podcast happen. I'm Leslie Whitney with Pete Sabine, and we are the five-star real estate team. Join us for our next episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. Call or text 925-297-5335 to reach us with your questions and referrals or send an email to info at fivestarrealestatepro.com.